You are listening to episode five of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast with me, your host, Lisa Schwaller. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach, Lisa Schwaller. I'm here to teach you how to rise above the stress of modern life so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. Listen, the goal is not a perfect, shiny life, but I am interested in helping you create a life that's perfectly suited to you. All right, let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. How are you this week? I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk about the last in my series of three foundational podcasts, welcoming you into what we're going to be talking about. There was an episode talking about all about thoughts, like paying attention to the the words or the voices in your head that you have every day, and then paying attention to the feelings. The second one was all about feelings, paying attention to the vibrations that happen in your body as you react to the words that you have in your mind. And today we're going to be talking all about results. So let me start by asking you a question. Do you believe that you're the captain of your ship, the master of your domain, that you have free will to act and react to what life brings your way? Sometimes people are like, oh yeah, totally. But in the heat of the moment, they're like, man, the world is happening at me. It's not me. I can't control it. And the truth is, you know, we can't control everything in life, but what we can control really counts for a lot. It really shapes the way we experience our lives on a day-by-day basis as we reflect on our lives. And even more importantly, when we have a sense of what we really can control and what we can very comfortably or uncomfortably just let go of and surrender. It really allows us to create things that we want in our life. It really allows us to step into that beautiful, ultimate creative space. And that's the fun of life, right? Like we're here. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's serious. Maybe it's not. Who knows? I don't know. I just kind of think it's like, it's just kind of like, You just show up and you just play the best you can with what arrives for you if the circumstances of your life and, you know, the decisions that you make. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose and sometimes it goes great and sometimes it goes down into a terrible dumpster fire. So with that in mind, I wanted to read a quote by Gandhi It's one that I really think is a beautiful way of describing the method that I teach because, for one thing, it really points to the fact that what I'm teaching, it's not all that new and invented. It's just just a way of looking at life that alleviates suffering. So here is the quote. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. I just love that because it shows how much there's what happens around us in the world, there's what we observe. But essentially, 
when life situations, they come into our awareness, right? Our brain receives a gazillion. That's not the scientific number, by the way, but our brain receives so much input on a daily basis. And that's just if we're natural people not interacting digitally or with other humans. But when you add those in, interacting with people. And our brain is trying to understand that. And we go read the news and our brain is trying to understand and respond to that. And over time, our brain forms belief systems. It forms views of the world. And these things are created both by that ecosystem that we're in, the culture that we're, we grow up in, the subculture that is our family, and then our own individual responses to that. And the beliefs that we form about how life works, that becomes kind of the pattern of thoughts that we notice more frequently. And that's really where looking at our thoughts is so interesting because we sometimes have patterns of thinking that are legacy, they're ages old, and we don't really look at, you know, does this actually help me create what I want in my life? And how we think influences how we show up, how we respond, the things we value, the decisions we make, and yes, the results that we create in our life. So if thoughts create feelings, which spur our actions, and that ba -ba -ba -bum, creates the results we see in our lives, what can we learn from that? The thing that I think is important to point out is that this kind of gets into tricky territory for me, is this idea that what you think and how you feel creates actions. And then that's the results you see in your life. Because on one hand, I believe that to be true. And on the other hand, I want to caution all of us, me included, especially maybe me sometimes, is that just because we create the results in our lives doesn't mean that, you know, we're, you know, bad or flawed or wrong if we don't get things right. Because we're human beings. We don't do things fantastically the first, second, or 12th time we do something. When we try new things, sometimes it's going to go great and sometimes it's not. And I think sometimes this teaching can almost raise the bar for people who maybe tend to expect high things of themselves and others. So I just want to put that out there that we're, we're people. I'm a person. I'm learning as I go. As I've love to say, like, we're all winging it. Life is one ginormous improv. And everyone else in your life, they're also improving. You know, that they they don't have a script. Um, their life is wholly unique and has never been experienced before. So yes, we do technically create the results in our life. Um, and it's just learning opportunities. The observed truth that I see is that humans, we don't always show up on purpose, very calmly and with intention and with our thoughts and feelings and beautiful alignment. And yet the power of this work, the power of seeing how what we think and what we feel creates the results in our lives, when we practice seeing how our choices do create results that we experience, we get better over time at showing up on purpose as we start something new. 
At this point, I think it would really help to share an example of a disempowering result or a result that that kind of makes your life a little bit kind of small and like a an alternate way of looking at the same situation. So I was thinking through my little mental archive, my little mental Rolodex for an example that I thought would show this. And what comes to mind is like when you apply for a job and you're, you know, you're excited, you think it's really going to be a good fit and you go through the process and you're feeling really good about it. And then you get the job offer. And almost regardless of kind of the initial feeling of the salary and benefits that you're being offered, this is a decision point. And one thing uh, that I can share is that I really did not learn how to be a good negotiator because I had a story that negotiating was conflict. Now, we can kind of go into whether that's true or not. But in my mind, I was like, oh, I don't want to negotiate. And the thoughts that I would have when I would receive a job offer is like, I don't want to lose this job by asking for a higher salary or additional benefits. And that really made me feel kind of scared, like the sense of scarcity. Oh, there's this job offer. It was really hard one. I don't want to screw it up now. So I would feel kind of afraid. Then the actions that I would take when I would feel scared from thinking, I don't want to lose the job offer by asking for more, I would maybe agree to the offer, but then I'd be judging myself for it. Like I never negotiate and I would ruminate on how this is proof that I don't get what I want. You know, essentially when I'm afraid and I'm thinking, I don't want to lose this job offer by asking for more. I end up being sort of like, I put myself into a victim mode. Well, if I do, it's going to be bad. And the result that I create is that I create a little victim story here. I don't want to lose the job offer. Like it's just going to be yanked away from me if I ask a, a couple of questions. I'm afraid. I'm in this kind of mental headspace and maybe I accept, but I'm like, I better just take what I get. It just really... The result is that I really create this dynamic where I basically, with my brain, kind of deflate the excitement of getting the job offer in the first place, which doesn't feel great. And then I get to, you know, then all the articles that you read about how women don't negotiate job offers. And I'm like, yeah, that was so me. It's, you know, and then, you know, it it allows me to play into this victim story. So what's the alternative? What's an alternative response to it? Same job offer and a different version of my brain might say, I really want this relationship with this company to feel great. And I have a feeling of possibility. And from there, if I'm thinking, I want to start this relationship off and I want to feel, I want it to feel great for everybody. And I have this sense of possibility because I start to think, I reflect on what it would be that they feel excited that I'm joining the team. I feel amazing about starting off. And I really start to reflect on what what do I want from a compensation package perspective? I consider their perspective. It's quite possible that they have a salary range for this position and there's 
chances are they're almost expecting me to negotiate. Are there other things that would make me feel great about this position that aren't directed to salary? And from that place, I can ask for what I want in a very respectful way where I've considered everybody's position, where I'm assuming that this is healthy for the relationship with the company. And if they say yes or no, it's a little less personal, right? I'm not in victim. Well, I never get what I want. And as a result, what's the result that I create in this second example? I show up as an advocate. I show up as a as a team member. I show up saying, hey, we're here to win together. And I actually show up as an advocate for both sides as an example of what they're going to get when I'm on the team. Nobody wants to hang out with that victim, coworker, right? This is something that is an example, quite honestly, from my own life, where in the last couple of positions I've taken, I have gone into the negotiation because I've recognized, oh, I have this story that asking for what you want is going to get you in trouble. It's a very like childlike, primitive mind. Life is scary. You better grab what you can get because they could take it away position compared to they they want me. Now it's just a matter of, you know, kind of working out some of the details. I want them. They want me. I'm sure this is going to work out. And even if it doesn't, we've learned enough about each other. And thank goodness we found that out at the beginning. Seeing that as a from a relationship perspective, instead of a like I've got to gather whatever nuts they throw out on the table, completely changes my experience. They may or may not pick up on any of that mental process. But if you imagine that they do, like me showing up with kind of my energy is, oh, victim, take what you can get, scared, afraid, compared to, I'm so excited about this. Let's see how we can get this started off really great. There's a totally different energy in my own body. And if they pick up on it, chances are they're going to be a little bit more excited about Lisa number two, the empowered. I believe in this. This is possible. There's a lot of possibility here. So that's just an example. We create results in our lives by the thinking and feeling that we choose for ourselves. And sometimes thoughts and feelings come up that are not super empowering and feel great. And that's fine. Those thoughts are there. They're just there for us to learn from. And I would offer to you that when you're going through these experiences in life, sometimes I really want to like highlight another set of results that people get. And that's, you know, sometimes we give in, we agree with someone else's preference. We let them decide, but we are still deciding. We're deciding to hand over the the decision to that person. So I sometimes will hear clients say, Oh, well, I didn't create that result. That was my, you know, that was my, my partner. They, they just decided to go do that as if they didn't have any opportunity to express their opinion, to agree, to disagree. So just getting really curious when you're agreeing with someone else and you may think you're handing over the choice or the result to the other person, but you're kind of complicit in it. It can feel unfair to own results that you create for yourself 
when it's in partnership with other people, but it's also super liberating because you can say, you know what? I actually, you know, I, I let them take the reins. And so I'm going to take responsibility for my role here. Like maybe not for the everybody's role, but for how I showed up there. Are you ready for Coach Lisa's homework this week? I want you in the next week to really think about how your thoughts and actions created the results of where you live, who you live with, and what you do for a living. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say that again. So your homework this week is I want you just to kind of think about where you live, who you live with, and what you do for a living and reflect on the thought patterns that created those results and how you feel about those results. Like, are you like, oh, I love where I live. Yeah, I made this decision and then I thought this and then I felt this and then I took these actions and that's why I'm in the place that, that I live right now. Or yeah, the job, you know, sometimes I think we can be like, oh, well, someone contacted me and I just sort of fell into it. We were just kind of just sitting on a staircase waiting for someone to throw us a job. But notice how what you thought, felt, and and the actions you took actually created that result for yourself. Just looking historically can be a really great way to practice this concept. And then you can be like, man, this is exciting. Like I look around my office right now and I'm like, oh yeah, this microphone is here because one day I decided I love being a podcast guest. Maybe I should just go start my own podcast. And here I am. I I am looking at this like really cool pencil with like cars on it. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember when I bought those pencils for the kids back when they were little or my Bubba water cup, which I love so much. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when I was looking for a certain size water cup that had a straw, like everything I'm looking at. It's actually delightful to do it. I look around, I'm like, oh, look at all of these thoughts that turned into things that I can actually touch. Look at this beautiful podcast where I'm talking to people and we're like hanging out, exploring concepts. My thoughts create my results. How fun is that? It makes me feel really powerful. Not like crazy drunk with power, but pretty powerful. And I want you to feel that same sense of power, responsibility, self-control, and even like how playful is that? Woohoo! Look at my hand lotion on my desk. Ah, created that there. I mean, it it sounds silly, but it can really, really, really make life a lot of fun. And that's what we're here for. So this week, go out there, pay attention to how thoughts end up creating the results that you experience. And again, it could results you can touch, feel, measure, or it could just be like the way you feel. And we will talk more next week. All right. Love you all madly. Do you set and then break New Year's resolutions? Why don't we do something different and we'll really set you up for success for next year? Join me this December for a fun five-day group experience called Get Ready for a Fun, Sexy 2022. I'll help you dream up your wildest dreams, and then we'll create a plan that works with your preferences and your busy schedule. Visit lisaschwaller.com slash hello2022 for more details. The link is in the show notes. See you there. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying what you're learning here, 
I'd love to have you as a member of my Less Stress, More Fun podcast community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the show, plus get access to things I share only with community members. It's been so much fun spending time with you today, and I'll talk to you next week. 